Welcome uh, once again to the James Whale Radio Show podcast blog. I really don't know what you want to call. What do you want to call it? Thing. Thing. Yeah. Um, so here we are on. Uh, this is show two hundred and fifty-one. In fact, there are two hundred and fifty-one hours of this complete nut. I can't believe it. Two hundred and fifty-one hours, which meant you could listen from the very early days we did this, which uh, was in black and white. Uh, and had lots of guests, uh, to now in full uh, stereo, Technicolor, DAB, digital, whatever it is. Yeah, high dynamic range. And that as well. So uh, what this basically is, an hour or so of uh, me talking about the first thing that comes into my head, our producer Rob occasionally chipping in with something, and then hopefully not offending anybody too much, although I can't promise that that will be the case. So if you're easily offended... Personally, I think you need to go and listen to something else. Mm-hmm. Right. Anybody who's likely to be offended, they've gone? Well, there might be one or two lingering. Yeah, well, don't moan if you're uh, offended because uh, there we are. Uh, right, the day we're recording this program is the day when all the A-level results come out. Now, as you probably know, uh, I have a show Four nights a week on Talk Radio. You Oh, you didn't know Talk Radio was back. Talk Radio is back. Uh, Monday to Thursday, I'm there with my old compatriot, Ash, between 7 in the evening and 10, uh, purely because there's sod all on television at the moment. So uh, we are filling the slot. Big Brother starts tonight. Rude. Yeah, but, you know, that'll you can watch that after we finish. Yeah, okay. Mm. Am I in the Big Brother house this time? Uh, not at this very moment in time. I know that for a fact. No, no, because I'm sitting here talking to you. But will I be going in? Yeah, that's that's true. Last time you just went in, didn't you? I did, didn't I? Are you going to pop back? I can't say. Okay, don't say then. I can't possibly comment on that at all. Strictly come dancing? Not saying a word. Okay. What's that jungle one? Are you in the jungle? Can't talk about anything, but I am very keen on baking. Master chef. Can't comment on anything, Ugh. but I would like to stay in a hotel and wear marigold gloves. You want to stay in a... And there's a clue there. Marigold gloves. Anyway, let us not hotel. talk any more about this. So there we are, talk radio, Monday Getting to old. Thursday. And by the way, go on our uh, our website. You can see the video. Ash and I record a video every night. Last night's wasn't so good, really, but it seemed to get thousands of people watching it. It was all right. You need to uh, put them together as a sketch show. Yeah. Well, I need to write... Well, just edit them all together, you mean? No, do it like a little and large style sketch mm. show. Yeah. We need a writer, don't we? We ad-lib this. Yeah, talent. That's what we need. Yeah. So, anyway, where can you see them? On the on our Facebook site, or where we're on our? Where are they? Um, well, they're on your Facebook site because you put them out in the evening, and mm -hmm. then I grab them from there and I stick them on YouTube for you. We're going to have a look on my YouTube channel. Yeah, we make money off that, so go there. Yeah. So, actually, yeah, look at it on YouTube if you wouldn't mind. That's a jolly good idea. Uh, right, so um, today we're recording this program and uh, I'm sitting in uh, the Garden of England and uh, Rob is sitting on the Isle of Anglesey and that is how... It, uh, there won't be studios in the future, will there? Well, there'll be this one. And there's this one? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you won't have to travel to see... I quite like going into the talk radio studios... 
Yeah, it gets you out and about. You should get out and yeah. about. Yeah, I do need to. I do need to get out and about. If you hear some noise, by the way, I've got the washing on in the washing machine, and it does that. You know that dumpy, dumpy, dumpy thing at the end of there when they just make a lot of noise. Yeah, you need a new washing machine then. Why? Well, you shouldn't make that noise anymore. Well, it's just come a bit loose, hasn't it? It needs somebody to come and sort of, don't I? Yeah, get someone around to uh, tighten your nuts. Yeah. Yeah, I need. Yeah. Yeah, who could do that? Well, I need a plumber for that, wouldn't I? Yeah, a plumber would do it, yeah. Well, I'll get on to uh, Pimlico Plumbers. They'll be able to do it. Uh, right, okay, so uh, today is the day when all the A-level results are. And, of course, because um, journalists are rather dull people in the main, uh, what they do, and you can see it on every news channel, they go and they find a bunch of, uh, of kids who are about to get their results and they ask them if they'll open them in front of the cameras. And they all do that. And funny enough, practically every single one of them has passed. And they get excited, jump up and down, burst into tears. Yeah, are they just not showing the ones that have failed? Well, they never show the ones that failed, do they? And that's what I think is, you know, that's how, how our news is. You know, McDonald says fake news. And, it, you know, it, it annoys me when you see And they're always terribly well-groomed, aren't they? And well-washed. I was never like that when I was at school. Things have changed a little bit, yeah. Have they? Yeah. And we've got soap now and stuff. We had soap when I was there. Don't be facetious. Um, so, the, 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 you see, the thing, and, and every every year at this time, everybody goes, oh, yes, well, we're uh, going to uh, go now to a university clearing uh, house to find out. And everybody's getting into university. What the f*** does everybody want to go to university for? It's a complete waste well, of time. Yeah, I didn't go to university. I don't even have a qualification. Well, I got, I did actually get a qualification from the London School of Broadcasting in 1968. I went, and uh, I never got my results. Ten years later, after I opened my business, I phoned them up and said, by the way, what was my results? And they said, oh, yeah, you passed. <laughs> so I went and graduated ten years later. You didn't? I did, yeah. I got a photo and everything. I left school at 16, um, in 1968, I think it was 60, yeah, 68, left school at 16. Um, because, uh, they, I'm, I am severely dyslexic, but in those days there was no such thing. So they thought you're just stupid. Well, I'm, I'm not stupid. I'm nasty, but not stupid. I think, um, I, I actually had to go and earn a living. So I went out and found a job and then I found a job that made more money playing records in a discotheque. Um, so I did that for a while. Uh, and then, you know, gradually you, you do other stuff. Uh, and it's been my experience. I'm sorry, I'm, this, this doesn't apply to everybody. Look, I'm sure a lot of you went to university very happy and it's marvellous and everything else. But there are thousands and thousands and thousands of kids on days like this um, who are depressed and fed up and think the end of their life has come because they didn't get the qualifications their parents wanted them to get or they didn't get any. And everybody's going, oh, well, this means you'll be doing really well. I have been doing what I do for over 40 years and it has become more and more and more and more necessary to have qualifications, go to university to get into the media. I mean, this is right because I'm old, but I don't think the media is quite as exciting now that there are so many regulations. There are so many rules. So many people get offended. I, I honestly think we are missing an enormous amount of talent. You can tell that you listen to the shit on the BBC, and they had that went through this whole thing. And it's it, it it's predominant in their local radio stations. I'm passionate about local radio, 
And, you know, the BBC don't have to worry about funding like we do in commercial radio. They don't have to worry about all sorts of stuff. So they have all these university graduates and people, and they produce the dullest, piss-poor radio I have ever heard. And the reason is because they take all these journalists from uh, colleges and they... They give them little titles and they get, and and then when they get somebody like me working there, they get all upset when I will say, look, I'll turn up, do the show, and then I'll go. Oh, well, what about the preparation? I said, we've got a producer for that. Let them do it, you know. When I did the breakfast show on a particular BBC radio station a few years ago, uh, and they expected me to do it exactly in the way they all done it. And I I said, look, I, I'm, there's no point in, in me doing that I don't want to do it. You've got all these reporters going out and doing little, what they call, carefully crafted packages. Basically, what they are is boring as bollocks. And you're going to have a lot of editing in the show, aren't you? No, I'll leave it all in. It's all about the BBC. No, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and, and I still work occasionally for the BBC. I'm more than happy to take the dollar. <laughs> but, you know, if you, what? You're happy to take the dollar. Well, you know, it's just a slam. I'm just, I'm just feeling down with the kids. Do yeah, I, yeah, you know? okay. Yeah, the Queen's shilling. Okay, that's better, yeah. Okay, oh, right, Okay. yeah, edit the other bit out. But you see, there are so many people... I changed it when I did it, and I said, look, you, you send your reporters out, you find the stories, and I'll do the interviews. And uh, a bit of interaction with the, the newsreader and the travel people and made it all a programme and entertaining, and, the, and guess what? More and more and more people listened. And then when I left, they went back to doing it the other way and all the listeners disappeared. Now, I'm not saying I'm the best. Uh, of course, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm, an, I'm just idiosyncratic. But I love radio. I like to listen to radio. And a lot of it is just dull and boring and the same. And the reason it's dull and boring and the same, I think, is because you now get people from the same place. You, get, you say, oh, have they, been, have they done media? Oh, fine, we'll have them. Give them a... And so you get loads and loads of kids coming in and they sit there and you say, can you make a coffee? And they have no idea how to make a coffee, which I think is incredibly important. And they, they just go through the motions. In fact, most radio programs have producers in their early 20s. And by the time they get to about 30, they got bored with the whole thing and gone and done something else. Although it has to be said, I am now working, the clever ones carry on and end up running the radio stations, which is fine. And, and, and if they're good at it, that's fine. But the problem within the BBC, I, uh, I can tell you, is this, that they promote the wrong sort of people, and uh, the people who say, yes, sir, no, sir, or yes, madam, no, madam, three bags full of the ones who get promoted, uh, with very little interest in what they're doing, and just turn out the same kind of bilge. There are a few exceptions, by the way, a few exceptions, but even even some of the good people working within the BBC, and there's some great people working in there, in in management roles as well, but they're stifled by all this, which, you know, to, to do it by the book. And basically, I'm rambling on about this one interesting thing. I think, uh, and I'm only talking about the media, but there are many other uh, jobs. There are great apprenticeship schemes out there at this particular moment in time far better if you go to university a lot of people say oh i want to go to university you want to go to university because you think you're going to get laid a lot and have lots of time and spend lots of time drinking and hanging around and doing all the things you're never going to be able to do later in life and some people say oh well that's good isn't it that's very good well i wouldn't have thought so because you end up with about 30 or 40 or maybe even more thousand pounds of debt don't you 
I would love to see. I, there's some people running some some big production companies. I can think of one. I won't mention him. And he came and knocked on the door of a radio station I worked at in the 80s in Leeds. And he was a chef. Well, he was only he was a young chef. And he, he knocked on the door one night and he said, I've brought you a lasagna. Can I sit in and watch the show? And... Um, uh, my producer was fairly lazy at the time. Said, "Oh yeah, let let him in, watch the show. Maybe he can go and make coffee and do stuff." So he did, and then he ended up coming out and working on the program, and then uh, got a job, and then he started his own business, and now he's got a big production company that make loads of shows for Channel Five. Mind you, he's never given me a job yet, but there we are. That's a that's a another story, I suppose. And he had no formal media training. He didn't go to college. Well, he did go to college to do uh, cookery and uh, worked as uh, a chef for a while uh, when he left school. But he wanted to get into the media, and he knocked on the door, and he got in, and he did it. I think we're missing all those people. To go to a radio station now and try and get in and, uh, is almost impossible. I don't think it should be. Or television. Almost impossible. And I do wish that there were more people who, who weren't as intimidated who said, I wanted to, I can do that, I've been to college, I know, but I can talk, I can do this, I could do that. Where are all those people? Where are they? Because it is becoming increasingly difficult to see where the next generation of entertaining radio, and I'm, you know, television, different thing, but radio broadcasters are, because, contrary to opinion, video didn't kill the radio star, Television hasn't killed the radio star. Social media hasn't killed the radio star. There are less of them. And there's pretty boring and banal radio. But if you look on the internet and see some of these internet radio stations set up by people in their bedrooms, some of them are very good, very entertaining. There's a lot of dross, but some of them are very good. I just think it's a shame that we are, there's this whole thing about every walk of life you can think of where everybody has got to go and Get a good good grounding, good education, good education. Education is life. You get educated every day if you're not stupid. And there, look, there are some people who never want to do much in life. Just go and pick up their pay packet at the end of the week and go and do what they enjoy doing. They're not really interested in what they do as a job. It's just a means to an end. But if you want something, if you want something that's going to keep you entertained, something that is actually going to be part of your life, then that's a different thing. Thousands and thousands of kids now going to university will be moaning like mad in a few years' time, saying, I went to university, I did a degree, and I've never been able to use my degree, and I haven't got a job, and I've got all this debt. The only people who are actually benefiting from the uh, enormous rush to university are those people who run the universities, who are all about £400,000 a year, and I've never understood why they get paid so much either. And they, they, they're the ones who are doing well. Nobody else seems to be doing well out of it. And I think it's about time somebody said, if you don't go to university, if you didn't get great grades when you were at school, it isn't the end of the world. What do you want to do? What are you interested in? I mean, if you're not interested in anything, it's another thing. But if you are, and if you just didn't do very well academically and it came to you later... I tell you, I never wrote very much. My writing was appalling. My spelling was atrocious. And then suddenly, texting came in. My, uh, my, my writing and my spelling got better, strangely enough. I'd still rather talk than text, but I do quite a bit of texting. Every day I must do about five or six texts to people and they send and, and emails and stuff like that. But 
I think this is a huge and nobody's addressing it. And here we are, the media today are all out showing these uh, these these kids sort of uh, beaming over their uh, exam results. And oh yes, well we're going to uh, we're going to college, and that's going to be great. What about all those other people who didn't go? Don't write them off. Because they're probably, in those people, are the entrepreneurs of tomorrow, are the great people of tomorrow. And they need to be encouraged. I mean, I got a job on the radio by accident. No, I just I just kept applying for jobs when I was sort of late teens, early 20s. And by the time I was 21, I had a job on the radio. Because I didn't, every time somebody said no, and they said no a lot, I just put it away and went on to another one. And, and you know, people still say no to me all the time. But you just have to carry on. Just carry on till you drop, really. Because I quite enjoy What else would I do? It's not really a job, is it? A sitting, talking. I mean, it's not really a job. It's not a proper job. My mother always used to say to me, now you're going to have to get a proper job. You've got children, you're going to have to get a proper job. I think I'm too old now to get a proper job. That is a bit depressing, isn't it? It's always B and Q. They take people like yourself. Oh, thank goodness for that. Oh, well. There we are. I feel slightly more relaxed. Garden centres? Yeah. Well, I feel oh, okay. I feel better now. I, f- I feel better for that. Anyway, um, the whole point of this is that for those of you who are not uh, flushed with today's academic success, don't worry about it. You're probably going to do a heck of a lot better than your mates who are off to university. You're going to spend all the money they get uh, on drink and everything else and then leave end up getting a job that doesn't pay very much, but does pay enough for them to have to pay back their enormous loans. And, and you're going to be striding ahead. You're not going to have that hanging over you. So good luck to all those of you um, who are not going to university. And if, by the way, any of you think you could be a uh, a radio host, whether you want to play music or talk, get in touch with a local radio station. i tell you what, this is how you do it. Get in touch with a local radio station and say, James Whale told me I should come and ask you for a job. I've got no qualifications. I've never done it before. I want to work in radio. What can I do? And I'm not talking about work experience or this other thing. That, you know, say, look, I'll come in. I'll work on a show. And if I'm any good, then can you give me a job? I'll come in and I'll work for a couple of months for nothing because you'll have to. Oh, and don't work on a hospital radio station. That is the kiss of death. Don't do that. <laughs> No, I'm serious. And also, you need to know if you, you you will know in your mind if you're good, I believe, or if you've got if you if you enjoy doing it. But there are lots of people who are just very self indulgent who set up their own little radio stations online, and they're not very good. But then I think they're quite happy doing that, aren't they? Do podcasts? Podcasts are easy to do. Podcasts are very easy to do. Look, we're doing one. Mm. And and then if you think your podcast is, look, I'll tell it. Send them. Send. Not too much of it. Send me five or ten minutes, not an hour. Um, and we'll have a listen. Because if I could find the stars of tomorrow's radio and sign them up and uh, take a commission, I may become an agent. Agent Whale. Yeah. There are no specialised radio agents, are there, really? You could be the first. Yeah. Are you qualified, though? You see, you're going back to it. What qualification do I need? I have worked on the radio for 45 years, more. Yeah, but have you got the IT skills to manage everybody into a database? Well, you can do that. That's your job. Yeah, but I'm qualified. Yeah, but, you know, you might need the occasional qualified person to work for you as an underling. I gotcha. Because, you you know, university graduates are always very good to do the dog's body work. Most of them don't have much intellect. 
but they're very good at learning to do, you know, like typing out nice letters and uh, uh, and finding things out for you know, all the stuff that, you know, I get bored with. Uh, university graduates are very good at. Well, good at using Google, yeah. Yeah, taking risks, thinking on their feet, um, being prepared to be wrong occasionally because, you know, you are going to be wrong occasionally and uh, that just goes with the territory. Okay, so we're setting up the whale... Yeah, agency. Just send in your little snippets yeah, of podcasts, yeah. and uh, we, we call, we, we, let's, let's call it. What should we call it? Um, Radio Rescue. Radio Rescue. And then what, what we do can think? do is steal ideas off all these talented people when they send their stuff in. Now, why would you say that? I don't need to steal any ideas. Oh, okay. I just thought it helped. You, see, the show you put out a load there. of people off now, which is probably very good. If you think you could be the next big thing in radio. Get in touch, jameswellradio at gmail.com. Okay, uh, And if, you know, if it's not very good when I'll get Rob to write you a very bland letter saying, no good, goodbye. But there could well be somebody out there who could be the next, I don't know, who's good, Jeremy, Va- oh, no, no, not him. Um, who uh, who could be the next Tony Blackman? Well, no, you know, or, or the next the next new thing on the radio. The next Timmy Mallet. Nobody listening is going to know who that is. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, I'm still a fan of Chris Moyles. Yes, yes, yes. Everyone's a fan of Chris Moyles, aren't they? Yeah. But then, you know, Chris Moyles came when he was 14 and sat in on my radio show because mm. his mum used to do a bit of work at the radio station I worked. He came and sat in and uh, then, then took everything and went up a, a gear, if you like. Didn't he say he never made tea for you? He did never make tea for me, but I used to like telling people he was my tea boy. <laughs> oh, did I did I admit that? Anyway, never mind. Uh, then Chris Evans copied my TV show. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everyone should send yeah. in a little snippet to their podcasts, and we'll pick out the best bits and then incorporate it into this show. That's how it works. Well, why don't it? we? I tell you what, we could do. Why don't we do a kind of um, uh, uh, Britain's Got Talent radio thing on this? A podcast showcase. Yeah, why don't we do a podcast, a radio podcast showcase? And each week we'll do two or three. We'll never get that many, will we? Because people are too shy. We'll get a couple of podcasts and then ask our listeners to vote on who they would like to hear more of. Okay, so send in um, two minutes of your best bits. Chatting. It can be between... It can be between records, you know, tra- chatting between records. It could be you talking about a new story of the day. Or a funny anecdote. Or a funny anecdote, yeah. Yeah. Introducing yourself, you know, hi, I'm James Whale, and whatever, whatever, whatever. I just had a thought. If we get hundreds of people sending in little snippets, we could basically do the whole of our show as theirs, and then we don't have That's to do any idea. work. Mm. Yeah. Let's see if we get any response. The, the chances are we won't. But if if you think you could be uh, a radio star of the future, then uh, get in touch with us, jameswhaleradio at gmail.com. It's on the website, jameswhaleradio.co.uk. You can find out all about it. And you can go there and do it. You can go anywhere and do it. Yeah, I wasn't going to talk about this. I don't know why. I was going to talk about rail fares going up. 
Yeah, but I don't use the rail, so it doesn't really bother me that much. Well, I don't use the railways, but I would. And, you know, the the exorbitant amount of money that is being now charged by the railways and the, the railway companies has got to stop. And it's the government that are permitting them to do it. So Chris Grayling can take that stupid smirk off his face and do something about it. You know, we we, we pay train drivers, people who work on the railways, because their union's very strong, Um and they get paid an absolute fortune. And Ash and I talked about this on our show on Talk Radio the other night. I mean, it's one of the easiest jobs in the world, driving a train, isn't it? Driving the train is, yeah. 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 You know, all you've got to do is sit there and keep an eye out and put the brake on if there's anything in front of you. Push a button to go, push a button to stop. You have to press the I mean, the it's whistle. not as if you're, you're going to be stuck in traffic, is it? Cyclists coming up on the inside of you or the outside of you or people honking their horns at you. I mean, it is a relatively easy job. Yeah, they get paid some huge amounts of money. They get paid more than nurses, more than policemen, uh, more than junior doctors. I mean, they're all of a very good wage, sort of 50,000, 60,000 a year, I think. There is some traffic on the rail lines. There's always level crossings and there's signals. Yeah. And, and then you've got to press the whistle when you're going through the tunnel. There's lots of things yeah. to do thinking yeah. about it. Turn but the it's lights not, on. You know, a bus driver driving in, a, in a, a, a city or a town ought to get treble or quadruple what a train driver gets, surely. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's more complicated to be a bus driver. Yeah. Yeah, they get minimum wage a lot of the time. I wouldn't, I wouldn't travel by train because I can never be sure the train's going to... I mean, now it is appalling. Now, I'm not a fan of privatisation, or nationalisation, I should say. Uh, I am a fan of privatisation because I think nationalisation leads to lazy, sloppy business practices. But there's not really any kind of competition you can have on the right. You can't suddenly say, listen, if your train's not on time, I'm going to take this one over here. Can you? Well, you could get the bus. Yeah, you see, and then you've got to have a bus. It's all ridiculous. Somebody has got to control. Transport. People who operate transport ought not to be allowed to strike because other people's lives and jobs are affected by it. The transport system doesn't seem to realise that they are in the service industry as well because quite often they're very rude, their communication skills are zero, and I'm getting fed up with it. It should be controlled, maybe not by the government because I think perhaps less government interference is a good thing, but maybe by some national organisation that controls transport, if you like, and make sure that it runs on time and that it's there where it needs to do to get the workforce of this nation to their jobs because it affects the economy of the country. And they've basically held the rest of us to ransom for years, haven't they? Well, the ones that use the train, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to use the train. But, I, you know, if you're stuck on a platform and you're at least in the car, you could take sort of back doubles and go around or, or, or whatever. I don't know. But it's just you feel hopeless being stuck on a train, don't you? You can't do anything else. You could kick off your shoes and uh, read a book, though, can't you, on a train? You, you're missing my point, aren't you? Because you sort of you live next door to where you work. You don't have to go anywhere. There's a train station around the corner. Yeah, but you only live half a mile away. That is true, yeah. <laughs> you could walk to work, couldn't you? Yet you're too lazy, you drive. Yeah, I do. I drive, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Anyway, so uh, I think it's probably time now. To, should, a bit of music or, or a bit of tech talk? What do you fancy now? Do a bit of music because I've been talking too much. 
Yeah, you have, actually. Uh, right, this is a... And um, by the way, if you want to be on the programme, you've got music, get in touch. Rob will tell you how. Yep, just email me, Rob. That's me. Uh, Jameswellradio at gmail.com. Include the MP3 and permission to play because we don't pay. Yeah, and I would love it if there are some reggae bands out there. Uh, now, Rob and James, Glaswegian outfit, Danger Money, have got a new track out. It's a funky disco banger influenced by Microsoft Excel, written... On Monday, edited on Tuesday, recorded on Wednesday, and ready by Thursday. So here it is. It's called Talking Shop. So there we are. That was Danger Money from Glasgow. And uh, did they do that specially for this program? 
I don't think they did it specially for this program, but uh, well, it sounds like it. Written on Monday, edited on. What's it? There's a song like that. I can't remember what it was. Isn't it? Like get up on a Monday, went to bed on Tuesday. Got yeah, a girlfriend. Wednesday. Who was that by? I can't remember now. It's a famous song. It's a bloke with a beard, wasn't it? Mm. Um, okay, so there we are. That was uh, Talking Shop by Danger Money. I was going to say Danger Mouse, but there we are. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, right. Should we do... Um, I've been talking a lot today. I hadn't got anything to talk about, and now I've done sort of half an hour of talking about nothing, really. Um, don't forget, if you want to be on the radio, get in touch, by the way. Do you want to do Tech Talk? Yeah, you're not going to promote your book this week, well, could do, yeah. Uh, my book, which is now, it's almost time for me to write another one because there have been quite a few things happening in my life over the last, um, well, since I wrote that one 10 years ago. Um, although I've still got the clothes, by the way, uh, in the on the front page photograph. I'm sure you have, yeah. I've no, I mean, I just, you know, I'm amazed at how many of the clothes I've still got. Um, yeah, maybe I should write another one. Anyway, the book is available on our website, Knockdown Price, forward by Chris Moyles, and lots of pictures of me as a baby. Can I be in your new book? Well, yeah, I think you would be. Actually, why don't we just self-publish it ourselves and, and, and just, I just record up the audio version? We don't need to do anything else. Well, I am qualified, so I can use a, a word processor, so... Yeah, well, there we are, you see. You're qualified. Mm. That's why you're there. Should we do a bit of tech talk then? Well, I, I was hoping I've promoted the book. Uh, what else should I say about it? Yeah, I've signed a whole load of copies, so you can go and get it for uh, a lot cheaper than when it first came out. Uh, only pound ninety nine cheaper than when it first came out. That's a lot cheaper. I thought you were going to say it was only pound ninety nine for a moment. No, no, signed and delivered by myself. Mm. I don't actually deliver it by myself. I use the Royal Mail, but I take it to the post office. Yeah, he does take it. He puts it in an envelope and he takes it to the post office. And that is the benefit of a university education, let me tell you. <laughs> Have you heard about this uh, Russian satellite that's displaying abnormal behaviour? I have to say, I haven't, no. Well, there's a Russian spatolite. Spatolite? A Russian spatolite. Well, that's what they call it, yeah, in mm. Russia. Mm. Um, a Russian satellite, it's uh, in orbit and it's doing strange things. And the, uh, the Americans, I think, are getting a bit panicky, thinking that it's an anti-satellite weapon. Are you serious? Hmm. Well, I might talk about that on the show tonight. See, if I, if I was a, a sort of a rival nation and uh, you wanted to knock out a few satellites, you would just fly up a satellite and just get it to crash into all the other ones, wouldn't you? Just writing that down, <laughs> Russian satellite. Yeah, why don't they shoot it down? Well, they're thinking that it could shoot like lasers or um, send out some microwave radiation and knock out the other satellites. Well, yeah, I wonder if it will. Yeah. Well, that sounds, that's quite interesting, isn't it? That's, that's full of conspiracy theory stuff. Maybe they've got a uh, college graduate that's just joined the uh, Russian space mm. program and he doesn't know how to fly the thing properly. He's like he's doing his uh, trial period for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it could be. That's an idea, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. What else? Well, that's the, most, that's the most entertaining bit of tech talk we've had for years. I went shooting my bow and arrow at the weekend. My shoulder's really stiff now. Oh, you, Sorry, anyway, go on. You need mm. to keep it up. I beg your pardon? You need to keep your shooting up. Oh, right. That was a, a fly on the microphone. Do you hear it go bzzz? Um, London police are getting 600 more mobile fingerprint scanners. Mm. So we'll look out for those. Yeah, well, that's all right, because they can't ever turn up to shoplifting uh, 
calls or uh, various other things. A friend of mine the other night rang the police in North Yorkshire and said uh, there's a man trying to get into his car. He's so drunk he can't even open the door. He's falling down. Um, can you send somebody to uh, to stop him? He might kill people. And the police said, no, he's not done anything. We haven't got any, you know, we can't send anyone. Shocking. It is, isn't it? That is bad. You know. I mean, I don't blame the police for this. I blame the fact that the chief police officers do not say to their political masters, I'm sorry, but we can't actually operate the police force on the amount of money you're giving us. And I tell you furthermore what I would do. I would get rid of all, all mostly, uh, the individual uh, individual police forces because, do you know, they have so many differences... Uh, you'd think all policemen wore the same uniform, drove the same cars and everything else, had the same spec, wouldn't you? They're all different. All police areas have something slightly different, which means that they can't get them from a central place. They all like to have their own little territory. But, you know, what we pay enormous amount of money in our council tax just to fund and our other taxes just to fund that sort of stuff. No, let's have it done properly. We've got uh, Scotland, they've got Police Scotland. Um, they amalgamated all their small area forces into one, and that mm. saves an enormous amount of money. We, I don't know about Wales, but uh, why don't we have Police England get rid of all the areas, you know, West Midlands Police, the Devon and Cornwall Police, and, and merge them all into one, run by one chief police officer and their team? Why not? And maybe a commander for each area of the country. Hi, we've got North Wales Police here. Yeah, well, then you can have Police Wales. Yeah, okay. And, you know, instead of North, South, East and West Wales, have just Police Wales, like they have got Police Scotland. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Sorry, I don't know where we were. Oh, that's the police, right. What else is going on? Um, celebrities. Oh, celebs. Yes, that's it, yes. I, we're going to have to be very careful. Yeah, you, you have to uh, make it clear when you're displaying adverts on your Twitter feed and Facebook, mm. etc. Well, I, I would, you know, on the Twitter feed, you've got your um, profile or your bio yeah, you just stay in that. Everything that I say or do or picture in this feed is possibly an advert, and you're covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the old CCTV thing. You know, it, all shops. If you have CCTV, mm-hmm. you have to display a little sign that says uh, CCTV in operation in this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. in the, in the city that I live in, as you enter the city, you don't ca- live in a city. I do. A what are you talking about? Bangor's a city. Bangor is not a city. Of course, it's it a little town. We have a uh, cathedral and we have a university, I'll have you know. doesn't make you a city because it's like... The, uh, gosh, it's ridiculous, isn't it? We also it's not have, a city. It's one high street in Bangor. We also have Bangor City Football Club. Cardiff is a city. Swansea should be a city. Bangor is a little country market town. Yeah, no, it's got a university and uh, a football club. Doesn't make it a a city. By definition, if it has a university or cathedral, it's a city. Oh, rubbish. And a cathedral's literally a stone's throw away from where I'm sitting right now. Really? Mm. I've never even heard of it. And I've been to Bangor. One high street and a few shops and that's it. Well, it's more than a few shops. Most of them empty, but there's more than a few shops. Have you got Chinatown? Um, we have a... Uh, Really good Chinese about three doors down from here. Yeah, but have you got a street that is like Chinatown? All, all. Have you not got a Chinatown? No, we haven't got a Chinatown, no. Have you got a red light district? We've got a lot of red lights. But have you got a red light district? I don't know. I'll go and check. 
You see, you're not a city. You're just a little market town. We don't actually have a market. Well, we have a little mini market on a Saturday. Yeah, because you're a little mini market town. That's why. <laughs> oh, dear me. So, and, and the uh, entry into our little <laughs> mini market town... There, yeah. is, there is a sign put by the council saying we operate CCTV because they have the uh, CCTV operated by the yeah. council and local police. Those right. signs cover the entire town, does it not? Mm. So therefore, we don't really have to put the little stickers on our shop windows. Mm. Well, don't then. Well, I don't. You only put those on just to um, just to sort of uh, just to. Um... Just to, oh God, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Uh, you only put those on just to um, uh, put people off. No, you put them on because the the woman from Trading Standards comes around every now and again and checks that you've put prices on everything. You've got a no smoking sign on your door, even though it's outlawed anyway, and everyone mm. knows, and that you've got CCTV signs up if you've got CCTV in operation. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So that's the only Okay, uh, right, moving on. Uh, Alex Jones has uh, now been banned for a week on Twitter. He's banned everywhere else as well. Alex Jones, by the way, is a conspiracy theorist broadcaster in America. has a huge following. What he has does... he done this time? I oh, just make stuff up, doesn't he? <laughs> so he upsets a well, lot of people. He would say no. He would say no. He's telling the truth, and it's the other people who make it up. This is what I don't understand. I mean, he, it's entertaining. He talks a lot of rubbish and a lot of twaddle. I've had him on my shows before. Um, but, it, you know, then you can address what he says. Banning him is playing into his, uh, into his hands, really, because he wants to be able to say, look, they're trying to hide the truth. They're banning me. Yeah, you can't ban him from his own website, though, can you? So it'll never really work, the ban. No, and his own website. Well, I suppose you could. You could turn everything... Well, then we'd have lack of freedom of speech. In fact, I don't think they can do that in America, can they? Because of their uh, constitution. Uh, well, off, on his own website, no, they can't ban him. Hmm. <clears throat> um, okay. uh, there's a, a new Apple pop-up shop that's appeared in New York City, and everyone's going mental about it, thinking, what is it? What is it? Well, I can tell you, it's a shop selling... Apples from a local farm. <laughs> oh, good. That's funny. That is funny. Uh, and now people are going to be looking now while we're talking about that and finding out about Alex Jones. He's worth having a look at. It's, you know, but remember, he's, he, you know, you've, you've got to question everything you see. I'm looking into this flat earth theory. Well, what do you mean theory? Of course the, the earth is flat. This whole idea that it's round is ridiculous, isn't it? Well, exactly. And, and I've come up with an idea to get rid of all our waste. We just push it over yeah. the edge. Well, that's what we do. But don't say that because otherwise the greenies are going to start complaining. Unfortunately, some of it obviously floats back and ends up on our shores. But yeah. yeah, I yeah. reckon that's yeah. what you're right. Yeah. Or yeah. stick it in volcanoes. That was my other idea. Well, that's an idea. That's like a, a huge uh, ready-made incinerator. Yeah, it's like a melting pot. Yeah, why don't we do that? Why don't we fly over volcanoes with big rubbish planes and then dump the lot into the volcano? Surely that's a good idea. And later on in life, we can dig up the uh, what's left over, the pumice stony stuff, and extract the minerals out of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I think we solved a few problems there, don't you? I think so, yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, what? Yeah. No, I'm just thinking that that might be a, that might be a business that if we took it to the dragons, uh, we might get funding for. We put some uh, railway tracks across the top of the volcano, 
and uh, made out of um, asbestos. Now say. you're being silly. Why? Uh, this is a serious subject, and now you're being silly. Why yeah. are you being silly? Well, then we could load the trucks up with uh, rubbish and just tip them in as it goes across. Or around the side, then, if it gets Don't a bit too ridiculous. hot. ridiculous. What happens then when a volcano I- erupts and it burns it all down? Well, then An aeroplane would be far better. No, you're being silly. And anyway, some of those volcanoes are very, very steep, and you'd never get train tracks up there. You know that. You're not a stupid person. All right, tunnel then. Oh, you're being even sillier. Just do it with the aeroplane. All right, aeroplane. That was a good idea. All the other stuff you're talking about is rubbish. Drop litter from an aeroplane. Sorted. It's it's not litter. It's rubbish that needs to be disposed of properly, not litter. Okay. Right, okay. Have we got time now for questions, or have we done too much? I don't Uh, know. No, we've got uh, probably about eight minutes left. Let's do some questions. Okay. Okay, right. Loads of questions this week. Yeah. Uh, Chris Philpot. Chris Philpot, yes, Chris. Did you like Elvis Presley? Presley? Um, yeah, I could take Elvis or leave him. I'm, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not against listening to a bit of Elvis music. I wouldn't say I was a huge fan of Elvis's. It wasn't my, I'm more into sort of soul, reggae, bit of rock, ACDC, but, you know, you know a bit of Elvis here and there. I'm not, I'm not you know, not overly excited by Elvis, but yeah. Oh, I've got some ACDC news. What's the news. question? The, oh, sorry, I was going to tell you about the ACDC news, as soon as you brought that Oh, up. right, well, tell me that in a minute, but just, okay. uh, what was the question? Did I like Elvis Presley? No, I'm not, I'm not, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ambivalent. I'm not a fan of Elvis Presley himself, but his music's very nice. No, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, he seemed a nice bloke, some, you know, I, I, I never met Elvis Presley, and uh, he, he seemed all right. No, I don't mean as in I'm not a fan of him. I mean, he's okay yeah. as a person. I mean, I'm not yeah. a fan of his style of singing, but I... No, I don't mind it sometimes. If I'm in that sort of mood, it's okay. There's a one or two songs that, you know, like, okay, that's that's fine. I'll I don't want to... No, I, you know, it's, if you're in the mood for a bit of an Elvis toe-tapper or a, a ballad, Suspicious Minds was one of Mrs. W's favourite songs many years ago. Yeah, I like that one. Well, anyway, right. ACDC. ACDC, yeah. Your friend Brian Johnson. Yep. Well, you know he got replaced by Axl Rose. Yep. Um, well, not replaced, but, you know. But stood in. Stood in for him. Stood in for him, is the, yeah. Well, Because his uh, hearing is gone, yeah. Photographs have emerged of Brian Johnson with ACDC um, in a recording studio. Yeah, I know. So, But you're not supposed to know about that. that he's going to be uh, recording the new album with them. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can tell you that he has had some uh, hearing aids made, some some amazingly new, I think, uh, I was talking to him about it the other day, but I didn't talk to him for very long. He was rushing somewhere. Uh, prosthetic, to have a fitment, I think, of, of the, the some, some uh, scientists has come up with a way of making some hearing things that you put into the ear. Right, I don't, but apparently this is, is going to be great. And if it works on him, who knows where else it could go. Few, a few, maybe last year, I, I put a video out of uh, this new speaker that um, doesn't actually have a cone on it. It's just a vibrating pod. Mm. If you stick it on your yeah. skull, it makes your skull vibrate and the sound comes from the inside of your head, not through your ears. Mm. I think it's yeah. probably something well, that, very similar to that. Yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, very but good. I think he's back in America at the moment, so uh, I, yeah. I'm trying to get him to come and do an interview with me, but it's very difficult. You know, I didn't like to do interviews, man. You know, what have I got to say, like, eh? 
I mean, we could talk about when we first met in Newcastle, you know, when I used to live in Whitley Bay and uh, we used to hang out, but what, what have I got to talk about now? Now, you, see, the inner child in me now is thinking we don't need Brian Johnson. We could just have you interviewing yourself. Do you know that? If you hadn't said that, we could have done that. I could always edit that bit out. Mm. I have the power. <laughs> yeah. Because you went to university. Carry I'm, on. I'm qualified, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Lucy Joanne Badman. <laughs> nice name, Lucy. <laughs> Why is Boris not PM yet? Wait. Wait. How long for? Wait. Okay. If it's a choice between Boris and Corbyn... Mm-hmm. I'm waiting. God help the world. But it has to be Boris, doesn't it? Uh, right, carry on. You can't say that. We'll get taken off the air. Oh, okay. What can I say? Um, not Corbyn. Why? Well, if you say, vote for Boris, apparently that's not allowed. But if you say, don't vote for Corbyn, yeah, but that's okay. It's only not allowed if you do it in the run-up to an erection. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Uh, Rob... Hargrave. Mm. Uh, why am I being hounded by the TV license agency when I don't watch a TV with threatening mm. letters? I thought they'd stop doing that. Uh, that is really annoying, and the BBC are going to have to be brought to book. Uh, put more money into your local radio. Do you know I think I'm doing it? I think I'm doing the gardening programme for a local radio station in the net. I occasionally do a gardening programme. Um... Put more money into the local radio, uh, nervous of the BBC, and get rid of most of the rest of it, to be honest. Um, I, do you know, I find it really annoying because they can't, they, they accuse, if you don't have a TV licence, they just assume you're watching television without one. Yeah. So why, why, why should the onus be on us? They can only do you if they see you actually sitting watching a television. True. Am I right? And always send somebody else to the door to answer the door. Why? Because they're the ones that get done. But if somebody comes and knocks on your door, it's a TV licensing, you don't have a license. And you say, right, okay. Um, why don't you have a license? I don't like your attitude. What? I don't like your attitude. Go away. No, no, no. They have no right of entry. And he said, come back with a warrant and we'll talk about it. See, I would just close the door and leave the house. Because if you walk away and leave the house, they're going to be knocking on the door with no one in. So just close the door and leave the house. What can they do then? Well, they can't do anything anyway, can they? Unless you are stupid enough to invite them in. And what most people do is, oh, I meant to get one. Oh, I'm so sorry. And then you get slapped with a fine there and then. You do, yeah. Would you like me to buy you a TV license? If I don't have to pay for it, yeah. Okay, I'll buy you a TV licence. All right, okay. Uh, Marnie Nayer. Has Rob been okay after being told not to discuss Moonlight? No, again, move on. Yeah, Just, Justin on. Uh, on. Richardson. Um, Can we refer you to Alex Jones? Yeah. Uh, Justin Richardson, what is your favourite emotion? What is my favourite emotion? Gosh, it's been so long since I had one. 
I might actually be stumped on this this question. What is your favourite emotion? I've never been stumped before, or even stumped. Uh, I, I know, what is your favourite emotion? Say pass, and we'll come back to it at the end. Yeah, okay. Pass. Go right. Uh, Paddy Feehan. Uh, yeah. Can you eat a fruit pastel without chewing it? No, I don't like them, Paddy. They're disgusting. Uh, Immy Timmy, when mm. will you be on Bots Lol? What's Bots Lol? Bots Lol, a uh, bit on the side for Big Brother. I don't know. That's a point, my point. I, I'll, I'll have to give him a ring, won't I? Say, listen, I'm free. But no, I'm not free. But yeah, write to them and ask them what they're going to ask me on. You don't write to them. You email well, them. Email. Yeah, sorry. Email. I meant email. I mean, just, you know. Obviously, only qualified people can use the email yeah. system. Well, obviously. you'll email them and find out for me. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Feeney. Mm. Uh, will Jeremy Corbyn be forever hounded by the press? He's not hounded any more than anyone else, is he? For goodness sake. You know, that's what the press do. They get a story. They go with it for a few days, maybe a few weeks, possibly a few months, and then they get bored. I mean, who's talking about, who is talking about Boris Johnson and the burqa? Oh, I just did. Anyway, go on. Uh, Lisa Francesca Nand. Yeah. Can we make a date for the podcast? Oh, Lisa Francesca Nand. She's quite fun. Yeah, get her on one day. Yeah. Make a date with her. She used to work on talk radio with me. Okay. So. Yeah, no, she's a travel guru. Why don't we get her on and do some travel with her? Hey, what's happened to our travel guru, the um, airline steward that we uh, used to get postcards from? Did he get lost somewhere? I don't know. We used to have postcards from all around the world. Maybe he's fallen out of love with us. Yeah, okay. (laughs) All right, go on, carry on. Um, Rob James. Yeah. Is it true that if you're a cross-eyed circumciser, you could get the sack? Is it true that if you're a cross-eyed circumciser, you could get the sack? (laughs) Oh, yeah, see what you mean. Very likely, and then somebody somewhere is going to be in a lot of trouble. And pain. I know, I know, because I have had attention to that area. Me too. Mm. Remember it well. I remember the cage that used to be over the bed. What, just to keep the stuff off your bits? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, Alison Taylor Gray. What, nice name. What do you feed your dogs on? Um, well, uh, uh, do you know, I feed them on all kinds of different stuff, but uh, I try to get them to eat the hard dog food because that's better for their teeth. Uh, but a friend of mine down the pub introduced me to Lily's Kitchen, which is horrendously expensive, um, and, uh, and she gave me a can and I, I mistakenly gave it cause she said, this is so good. It's so good. It's full of all the good stuff for dogs. It's, it, they love it. It's, it's, it's full of all the vitamins and minerals and all that sort of stuff. So I get, and now they are, they are being little buggers to be honest, cause they, <laughs> that's what they want. Lily's kitchen. <laughs> what? What is wrong with you, you pillock? <laughs> you took your dogs for a walk and they ran into Lily's kitchen and nicking their food. <laughs> no, I didn't say that at all. I said I was in the pub. A friend of mine in the pub introduced me to Lily's kitchen, which is a brand of dog food. Oh. And so she gave me a tin and took it home and I fed the doggies on it and they love it. 
and I am finding it difficult to get them to eat anything else. I've got you. I thought you'd, some of your friends said, look, there's a kitchen over there. No, okay. no. Have you not tried Lily's Kitchen? <laughs> Strangely enough, no. Well, I suggest you get it and see what your dog says, because I, 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 I think it's terrible to feed animals the same thing every day. Would you want to eat the same thing every day? So I move it around a bit. I do eat the same thing every day. Greg's sausage roll. Yes, I know you do. <laughs> so that's Lily's Kitchen and Greg's. Are we going to get paid for this? But <laughs> I, well, I hope we are. Oh, dear me. Could you get in touch with Lily's Kitchen and they can sponsor the show? Okay, Lily's Kitchen. I've never heard mm. it before. You see, that sort of thing never comes to our little market town, you see. Go online. You can buy it there. Lily's Kitchen. So it's a virtual kitchen. Well, I, I presume she has a kitchen to cook the food. Don't be ridiculous. Anyway, I'm going to the pub. Hang on, you can't uh, go to right. the pub. Uh, what? I need Have to know what your favourite emotion is. Lust. Lust. Why am I writing lust down on my piece of paper? <laughs> no idea. Or humour. I'm not going to write or that. Lo- or love. We can only have one. Which one are you having? Are you having lust? That's better than the others, isn't it? Yeah. I would get over Yeah, because others, others get you into trouble, don't they? Lust, you just go... Pfft. That's lust, is it? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That emotion. What's my favourite emotion? One that makes me feel happy. Well, then happy is your favourite emotion, then. And that would cover lust, wouldn't it? It could do. Well, I mean, I know you don't like lust, but yeah, okay, good. Right, I've had enough of this. Uh, Monday to Thursday, 7 o'clock, talk radio. Join us. Get the uh, get the app. Download the app. That's the best way to listen. Gosh, I wish we had an app so you could listen to this. We have an app. I just haven't published it. Mm, thank you very much indeed. See you next time. Bye-bye. to the James Well Radio Show. For more information, visit www.jameswellradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on facebook.com slash jameswellradioshow or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale.
James Whale, the voice of reason.